This is the Without Losing Your Cool podcast. We have entrepreneurs, climate changers, entertainers, and survivors turned thrivers. You do not want to miss a thing. I have to tell you, this has been such an incredible journey hanging out with you and growing with you in the way that I have over the first three years that we've been doing the podcast thing. I have met some incredible people. Some are from my inner circle who I love and I already knew how amazing and phenomenal they were. And it really warmed my heart to see how they impacted you, how they inspired you, and how they made you question certain things about where you were in life, where you were going in life. And my heart continues to be so grateful for each and every one of you who spends your time here with me, listening to myself and my guests. Over the time that I was on hiatus from recording, a lot happened in my life. Actually, I guess stuff started to happen towards the end of season two. As I was winding up this season, my uncle passed, who was like a father to me. He was a dad that my dad just was not able to be. And that was very painful. I've had loss in my life, grandparents, of course. And, you know, I've heard of loss through friends who have lost loved ones, but I hadn't experienced that level of loss. Somebody who really had such a huge part of my life and my heart and had such a positive impact. And I, I think, you know, they always say that you kind of marry what you know, or you either go the complete opposite and marry somebody totally different than what you know. And I, when I look at my marriage to Yannick and our relationship and the kind of father he is to our daughters, I'm, I'm amazed that he couldn't be further from the kind of man that my dad was. And I would go through this in my mind, questioning how did I get to that place? How did I, as an 18-year-old girl, manage to pick somebody to be a life partner who is such a healthy, loving, kind person, not only to me, but to our, our daughters. And it was always a mystery to me. And then when my uncle passed in December, it dawned on me that his influence on me, the kind of man that he was and the way that he treated me and the way he loved me and the way he showed me how men could be in the world and how they show up in the world for their families and the people they care about was such a huge piece of how I was able to choose the partner that I have. And in my loss of him, I really started to ask myself questions around boundaries, around what I wanted in this life, because losing somebody that you love brings the reality of time and our time here on earth into really sharp focus. You start not fixate on it, but you start to think of it in a way of like, wow, it really could be any time. And we never know when that time is. We're not given that luxury of given a card, you know, like this is your expiration date and this is when life will be over for you. So you therefore know how to get the maximum adventure and get all the love in that you can and give all the love out that you can before that time passes and and you no longer exist in the human form. So I got very inward about what do I want to do with the time that I have, the whatever number of days, months, years I might have remaining. And that led me to 
set some boundaries, some very real boundaries around expectation. And, you know, I've read a lot of books over the years that really preach about how you cannot expect people in your life to do or react or behave in a situation the way that you would. And though I fundamentally agree with that, that expectation that somebody would do for you as you would do for them can lead to heartache, right? Because people aren't mind readers. And unless we give them our needs and our desires, and we're very clear about what we want and what we need, they're stabbing in the dark in a lot of instances. So I got to thinking about that expectation and who's right or who's wrong in a relationship and, and, and who, who is in the driver's seat, as it were, in a relationship as far as people getting their needs met. And, and when I say relationship, I'm talking about all relationships. I'm talking about relationship to a partner, intimate partner, coworkers, your children, if you have children, friendships. Like I'm talking all relationships. I'm, it, and it doesn't need to be a sexual relationship for there to be an expectation of treatment within that relationship. But I find that when we have the false sense of security of having a lot of time, we tend to accept a lot of excuses from people in our lives. We tend to not only accept excuses if they are actually giving us excuses as to why they can't meet our needs, but then we also even fill in excuses. We fabricate excuses for people as to why they are not meeting our needs in our lives. And we continue to trudge along in relationships that are unhealthy, that don't bring us joy, that don't fill our cups, as it were. And for me, as the kind of person that I am, I go back to that, you know, those those books that said, well, you can't expect people to treat you the way you would treat them. If you do that, you'll be disappointed. And then I got to thinking after my uncle passed, I thought, well, if we don't expect them to treat us the way we would treat them, and we find that we're in relationships with people that aren't treating us the way we would treat them, is the issue that we're having a lot of freedom in the way that people can treat us and we're giving a lot of people a wide berth of opportunity to treat us how they want to? Or are we actually with the wrong people? Are we mingling with the wrong people? Do we have the wrong people that we call friends and confidants? Are we in jobs and working side by side with people who we are not aligned with that, you know, we would never go and have dinner with? And I know that in your job, you can't always pick who you work with, but it just started to bring these questions up for me. Like, okay, well, where can I make change? Where can the shift happen? Where can I have and how can I have and why is it wrong for me to have the expectation that somebody should treat me the way that I would treat them? Because that started to feel to me, that reasoning and that rationale started to feel to me almost like it was an out for people to be lazy in their relationship with me. Like allowing them the liberty to have that as their get out of jail free card. And, you know, somewhere that that shows up a lot is actually in my relationship with my husband. 
You know, we've been together so long since we were kids that we started to get into this habit where I just do all the things, whatever that is, bills, groceries, laundry, dry cleaning, errands. And it's just, it's just the pattern that we've developed over time. One, because oftentimes he was out of the home, he was filming and we had the kids and it just, it was just my role. It became my role. And then within that, there became no roles that he had. Like there was nothing really on his plate. And as our kids grew up, I still carried all that load. And it started to weigh on me and 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 make me angry and make me feel underappreciated because it felt like all the responsibilities were mine. And that that while well, you can't expect people to treat you the way that you would treat them, I started to call bullshit on that, not only in my marriage, but in my friendships, because I felt like by feeling that way and walking that way and living that way and believing into that. It stopped me, and you might not be like this, but it stopped me from even asking for my needs to be met. And what that started to do was create unhappiness in me. So I don't know where you are at in your relationship to yourself, if you even know what your needs are. For the longest time, I didn't know because when we're busy, we're not really tuned into ourselves. We're just, we're just running on robot. We're just on autopilot, just getting through our days and getting, you know, checking off all our to-do lists. And I found that I was guilty of that. And then when life slowed down a little bit and everybody needed me in a different way because they were, you know, my daughters are all adults. I started to realize that I was living a large part of my day doing things that I didn't like. And I was doing them out of habit I was doing that because I'd forgotten how to ask for help, how to ask for support. And I was doing them out of having that saying in the back of my mind is you can't expect people to treat you the way that you would treat them. You can't expect people to do for you what you would do for them. And without losing your cool, we've got your gift giving needs covered, whether it's a holiday gift if it's a support gift, if it's a little extra love that somebody in your life needs gift, or a parent who needs a little more guidance, advice, and the knowing that they are not alone out there in their parenting journey, we have got you covered. If you know somebody who is deepening their relationship to self, grab them the self-love bundle. It includes the Loving Yourself Without Losing Your Cool book, Loving Yourself journal that accompanies the book, and Love Notes for Adults. If you have somebody in your life who's expecting or has a little from zero to 10, then the Raising Kids Bundle is the perfect gift set for them. It comes with the Raising Your Kids Without Losing Your Cool and Love Notes for Littles. If you have a parent in your inner circle who is heading into tween and teendom, boy, have we got the gift set for you. Parenting Your Teens Without Losing Your Cool comes with Love Notes for Tweens or Teens. You get to choose. All of this is available for you at ChantelBisson.com. If you're shopping ChantelBisson.com for the very first time, don't forget to add yourself to the newsletter to claim your shopping discount code. Go now. And after my uncle passed, and I've heard that this happens a lot when you lose somebody close to you, that you stop where you are and you start to take stock of your life because 
it's a mirror of like, I don't know how much time I have left. And is this the life that I want to be living as my self, as my human being, my spiritual being having this human experience? Is this good enough? Is this what I want my legacy to be? Is this how I would, if my life were to end tomorrow, is this how I would want it to end? And I was met with no. There were friendships that were not good for me. There were friendships that I thought were mutually beneficial and were supportive of me. And it was amazing how the lens was removed and information was brought to me that it wasn't genuine and some of them were were one-sided. There were things and cracks in my marriage that were revealed that needed to be healed, that needed to be worked on. And the biggest thing I did from December until this season, season three, was really ask myself the question, if I don't let people know what I need, then how can I have my needs met? So what I did was I threw away that saying that you can't expect people to do for you what you would do for them. And now I not only expect it, I insist on it. Because if I am going to give you my all, my expectation is that you are going to give me your all in return. And not in a weird way conditional. Love is a conditional thing because I don't believe in that. I think that's bullshit. We should not love conditionally. You love or you don't love, period, end of story. I don't believe that you love by lording over people and pulling your love away if you don't get what you want. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that if people don't know what you need or what you would like, how can they meet those needs? That to me is manipulation. When you don't tell people, when you don't express yourself and then they don't meet it and then you run for the hills and you say that they didn't give you what you need. Well, you didn't give them a fighting chance. So to me, that's bullshit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking real stock of the people that are around you and asking yourself the question, does this person have what I need in order to have a deep relationship that feels right for me, that feels good for my soul? And are they going to be able to meet me where I am? Are they going to be able to meet me emotionally where I am meeting them? And that's what I mean by I released that that nonsense and that bullshit about you can't expect people to give you what you need. Because what I found was I wasn't I wasn't connecting deeply in a lot of my relationships because I was holding back out of the fear that I would maybe give too much and then give nothing. And I started to realize that I was accepting less from others because I was giving less. I was one foot out the door in it in some of my relationships. And that likely wasn't fair to those relationships either. But the reality is, is when I stopped all that nonsense and I moved forward into conversation with some of my friends that I needed to have these conversations with to clear the air, to clear the past, some made the cut and some didn't. Some don't didn't have what it took to be the kind 
of person in my life that I was going to be for them. And that's okay. And so there was loss. There was real heart loss from somebody I loved who meant the world to me in the physical form when he left. But there was also loss because that loss triggered other self-exploratory, investigative soul work of like, okay, what do I want out of this life? What do I want out of the relationships I have in this life? Am I giving truly from self to the people in my circle? Am I getting what I need? And it just opened up all these really beautiful conversations. And I have to say, if you're listening right now and you're hearing, this is resonating with you that you know you have some relationships that are straggling relationships, relationships that have run their course, but you're holding on out of loyalty or you're holding on. For me personally, I know I hold on often to relationships because, well, how is it going to look? We looked like we had a great thing going and now people are going to have questions. What happened to the relationship? And if you have all these sort of performative reasons as to why you're sticking in things, either they're intimate relationships or they're just friendships and you're there not because they're good for you and they feel good for you and you lift each other up and you help each other soar and you call each other on your shit and it's real and it's deep and it's true and it's genuine, then I invite you to do that work. Ask those questions of yourself and those relationships and ask yourself if it's time to cut the cord on some of the relationships that you have in your life. And if you find that you have relationships that have gone stale or you feel like you're doing the lion's share of the work and the boundaries have been crossed or hell, maybe you didn't even establish any boundaries and you need to. I found I needed to do that with my marriage and it was difficult to get those boundaries in place because we've been together for 35 years now. So imagine you've let somebody exist in a relationship with you for that long. And I'm not saying it was always without boundaries. I feel like when you're in a relationship of that length, the boundaries need to change. It's like the goalposts always <laughs> seems to ever move. When you're in a long-term relationship, your needs change. You know, when you have kids, you need somebody to step up the plate and let you have a sleep in and take them off your hands for a day on the weekend, run them to their activities so you can take a load off, whatever. Everything changes as you go through life. And what I found had become of me that under the guise of meeting my own needs and misunderstanding probably that expectation quote and standard that I had started to, you know, apply to all my relationships. When I removed all that, I was able to really become clear on what my needs were. And therefore I was able to go forward in my marriage. And like I said, in my friendships and say, this is who I am. This is what I need from you. Are you able to be that relationship for me going forward? Do you think you can meet me where I am right now as the person that I am? And they were beautiful conversations. And as I was saying in my marriage, it didn't happen overnight because we have had a long standing, this is the way it's done. This is how it is. And you've always been happy. 
And it took a little time to do that transition to move over into this beautiful new place that we are in now, but it was worth it. You know, anything worth having is worth the fight. It's worth the uncomfortable conversations. It's worth putting yourself out there because honestly, one of two things are going to happen when you when you establish boundaries. Well, when you identify that you have needs and then you take them to the people in your circle and you ask them to meet those needs and you establish the boundaries, one of two things happens. Either they hear you, they acknowledge that there's room for growth and ways that they can love you better, love you more, love you and meet you where you're at, and they step up and they do it and they make those changes in order for you to feel like your needs are being met and you can both enjoy the relationship that you're having or they don't and they can't. And if they don't and if they can't, then their season has come to an end. Just like spring rolls into summer and summer rolls into fall and fall rolls into winter. They all have their work and their jobs and they all bring with them beauty and sadness. We're always sad when summer ends. We're always sad when Christmas comes and goes and the holidays end and we're just left with winter. You're going to process. You're going to have feelings, emotions, and you're going to have to heal. But the reality is it is better, and here I go getting corny, but it's true. It's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. So if you find yourself in a position where you know that a relationship has run its course, I invite you to find your inner strength to ask yourself if it's you, if you're just going through something on your own and you're presenting it onto the relationship, or if it's really, 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 really something that needs to be addressed. And if it is, then go forward boldly and with love to those other people inside that relationship and have those tough conversations. And you'll be amazed. I think you'll be happily amazed. But living without boundaries and allowing people to just have free reign and run over you is a surefire way to end up in a life that does not bring you joy. And we've only got one life and it might be long and it might not be long. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and have the relationships that you need, that you desire, that you want in order to get the most out of this one beautiful, messy thing called life. I'm so grateful you joined in on this conversation. Subscribe where you're listening, leave a comment, connect with us on social media for more and all the links, you can find them in the show notes. We will see you at the next one.